Christy made a declaration that she's gonna be a professional longboarder. This was like three days after I got home from Japan. You were locked out pissed for a solid two weeks. And then we're at Walmart and Christy grabs a longboard off shelf, puts it on the floor and stands on it and wipes out. It hits the shelf, you know, knocks a bunch of things over. And I go to help her up and just get snapped at. I'm like, don't, I don't touch need your me. Help. And that, I mean, the short fuse after a race that didn't go the way you wanted it to go. You try not to take it personally. Welcome to The Other Three Years, a show for anyone who has an Olympic-sized dream they want to turn into a reality. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of The Other Three Years. This is a very exciting week because I have my boyfriend, his name is Chris, on the podcast. We recorded our conversation a couple of weeks ago before I came to Italy when we were together. So we are in the same place um, a couple weeks ago when we recorded this. But Chris is great. He's obviously a huge part of my life and I think he's hilarious. I think he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. So we had a we had a really fun conversation. I mean, we kind of jumped right in, started talking about what it's like, you know, with me traveling all the time and um how we've kind of learned things over the years and how we, you know, prioritize our relationship when we are only together for about half the year and we're more long distance for the other half. Um, we did some fun kind of Q&A questions that people had asked on Instagram. So we covered a lot of topics and Chris and I both told some funny stories the, about things that have happened over the years. So I think you guys are going to like it. I, I think it's a fun conversation um, and I, I think it's I think it's going to be a good time. But before we get into get into that, um, I wanted to give you guys an update on my current training. So it's very exciting. We are in race week. The day that this will be released on Friday, I will actually be racing um, at the World Cup in Varese, Italy. I am racing in the women's double and the women's quad. So it's going to be a full weekend of racing. Racing is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. World Cups have a pretty condensed schedule because they're only three days. Um, the World Championships are pretty kind of, they happen over like a whole week. So the racing is a lot more spread out, but it's going to be, it's it could be anywhere from five to seven races, depending on kind of the way we progress through the regatta. So the double, um, I'm racing with Sophia, I rode with her last year in the double also, so um, that's really exciting. I think it'll be fun to get back into the double. Uh, we haven't spent a ton of time the past couple of weeks in the doubles, but we've spent a little bit and it's been pretty good. And Lauren and Emily, um, the other members of our quad, are also racing in the double. So all four of us are rowing in doubles and the quad. Um, and the double will definitely be... Uh, it could be a little bit more racing. It's a heat. Um, the top three out of the heat go to the semi. Um, if you don't qualify directly to the semi out of the heat, you'll go to the rep, um, which is a short way of saying repishage, which is a French word for like last chance. 
um, in rowing, that's what we call kind of the the second chance race. So, um, if, or you could go to the rep and then the semi, top three from the semi, go to the A final, uh, next three go to the B final. So the double, it will be between three and four races. And then the quad progression is the winner of the heat will progress directly to the A final. Everyone else will go to the rep and then the top two out of the two reps will go to the A final and everybody else to the B final. So anywhere between five and seven races. So I'm going to be a little tired at the end, but I'm really excited. The quad's been feeling good and it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. So we have two more days here in Urba, Italy at the Leonardo da Vinci hotel. Um, we row here on, um, it's called Lago di Pusiano, Lake Pusiano, and it's really pretty. It's like right on the backdrop of all these different mountain ranges, and it kind of is about 3K long. Um, they do have a 2K buoyed race course, which is the race distance that we do. So it's nice because you can kind of do like an around the lake row that takes 25 to 30 minutes, or you can just kind of go up and down directly. That's more like a 10 to 12 minutes up and then spin and come back. But there's like mountains and really pretty towns and clock towers and castles. And I don't think there's any castles, but pretty buildings that are old. Um, so it's very picturesque and it's fun. I feel like life is just a bit more simple in these little European towns, little Italian towns. We've gotten to have a few afternoons off where we can go into different areas. Um, yesterday afternoon, I went with a few other of the uh, rowers to Lecco, which is about 20 minutes away. And it was cool. It was just, you know, on, it's on a little lake that's a uh, kind of an offshoot of Lake Como, um, which is like the biggest lake here. And yeah, it's just everything's so cute. You can get gelato and walk around and appreciate the scenery. It's, it's very pretty. I imagine it would be very fun to come back in the winter and go skiing, but we probably won't do that because we come here to row. <laughs> We're still far enough away that I'm not super nervous yet, but I will get a little more nervous as as race day gets closer. Um, but it's mostly just excitement and the nerves will build. But, you know, as they say, you, you've done everything you can do. Like at this point, we just want to keep having good rows and build good momentum going into race week because nothing you do now is going to change anything. And and we've done really good prep and, you know, we're ready to show what we've got. It's, it's the exciting thing about racing. You don't know what the other people are going to bring to the table. So all you can do is focus on yourself, which I like because it's, it's, I don't know, it's more fun that way, I think. Um, so yeah, so you can look at the results on worldrowing.com. They'll probably have, um, like a audio commentary for everything and then a live stream link for the finals. Um, and I'll try to share, share some updates on my social media as well, but, um, think good thoughts for me and fast thoughts for me and my boatmates and all of the all the U.S. boats. There's a bunch of U.S. boats racing, so it'll be really exciting. And people have been having uh, good good practices and good pieces. So I think 
really hope the U.S. contingent has, you know, awesome racing and good kickstart to our 2023 campaign. So now it is time for review of the week. Um, so this week's review of the week comes from Apple Podcasts, and I'm not sure how to say this name, but I'm gonna say Bossban One. And I apologize if that's not how your username is said. Um, so they said, so honest. I love Christy's podcast because she did not leave any details off air. I love how she is so honest about her feelings, stresses, and the struggles she had leading up to the competitions. The enormous amount of pressure is not for everyone. So thank you, Christy, for choosing the path, which not many of us are courageous enough to. Your passion to do what you love is truly inspiring. Thank you. That's actually very nice, but I really think that, you know, taking the first step is like the hardest and I am a firm believer in like a fake it till you make it kind of mentality and I feel like I don't belong in a lot of situations and I just kind of pretend until until I do. So I think a lot of people can do a lot more than they think they can. Thinking that people feel really confident and like they're never going to fail is just, I don't know. Like, I just don't think that's true. I think everyone has doubts. Everyone has, you know, insecurities. And some people are just better at hiding them than others. Um, the insecurities aren't shouldn't keep you from, you know, the fear of striking out shouldn't keep you from playing the game. <laughs> um, a great quote from Life and a great movie, The Cinderella Story. If you would like to have your review read on the show, please leave me a review. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and maybe I'll read it on the show. So thank you. Now it's time for my conversation with Chris. Hi. 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 <laughs> so it's very exciting. This week on the podcast, I have my boyfriend. His name is Chris. My name is Christy. So that's my least favorite thing about us is that we have the same name. But once you can get past that. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. K and a C. K and a C. Yeah, it's spelled differently. So Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Looking forward to swimming around in these waters. <laughs> podcast waters? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Have you listened to the podcast? I'm up to date. I'm up to date. Yeah. What yeah. do you think so far? I really enjoyed the Jevy episode. I thought that one was great. I love the fishbowl reference again from the last episode. And from the third episode, listening to you and your friends was hilarious. <laughs> maybe because I know too much and maybe because <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, I feel like you know too much about basically everything, so. This feels like the most official conversation we've ever had. It really does. It's being documented, yeah. which I kind of like because I'll be able to reference the video, like the commercial. Oh, like the throw the flag yes. commercial? Yeah. Yes, I'll be able to challenge the play. Yeah. I feel like most couples would probably agree that sometimes when you have a conversation, like both parties remember it differently in the aftermath um we seem to have that issue like quite frequently 
Not today. We all but got today, it all on yeah. Tape. We maybe we should just start taping everything. Yeah. Have a little like camera crew follow us around. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be fun. So yeah, I mean, I thought that maybe we could talk about how it's not super easy to date an Olympic athlete. Oh, but it's super fun. It's super fun, it but is. it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely, I don't know, when people ask me about it, I usually say, you know, it, it, we're not in the boat with you, but we feel every bump, you know, we feel every bad day, every, yeah. you know, so it's, I don't know, would you say there's more good days or not so good days? Oh, I feel like there's more good days than bad days. Yeah. Well, with us. But oh, with, with us. <laughs> I with hope so with us. And with us. With us and with throwing. No, but I feel like we should back up. So like you and I met, but you don't you don't have anything to do with rowing. You I brought you into the rowing world. Oh, right? we should preface. I have never rowed. That's not true. You have rowed. Okay. I had never been in a rowing ve vessel other than a canoe or a kayak until I met Christy. And uh, we still don't row together because I've been told it'll put too much tension on the relationship. Not by me. I but... did not say that. <laughs> Other people said that. No, Chris is worried about it. Um, um, but no, not having any rowing background. And then. Well, and you're a quote, quote unquote regular person. You think I'm a regular person? Well, I mean, you don't. You have a job. And yes, yeah, yes. You've moved on from your like, I athletic live in a much, life. I live in a much more regular regular routine lifestyle i mean i think you're a very special person i don't think you're a regular person but thank you you do you do have a quote-unquote regular life i do so did you think that you were gonna like start dating this person that had a non-regular life was that were you like who the heck is this girl <laughs> well i think i mean in the beginning for me i was drawn to just you being passionate about something because it's not every day that you meet somebody who's passionate about anything. And I like to think that I'm really passionate about the things that I want to go do as well. So it was nice to find somebody who kind of had that same mindset on life. I mean, you're, and that was back in the time where going to the Olympics was like, we didn't even talk about it because there was such thing as a jinx and there's, there's no such thing as a jinx. Okay. <laughs> there just isn't, but yeah yeah i guess that's how that felt to me in the beginning that's yeah. how it feels to me still to be honest i mean i love that you pour your heart into something because i think it's admirable i mean personally okay. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i think we're both i think we're like-minded people like we both have a goal and we work really hard at accomplishing that goal and it's just that our goals are different things right now but um yeah, my goals are more like, do I have to put in long days on Monday and Tuesday if it's about to snow two feet on Wednesday so I can go skiing all day? Yeah. I very much am in the work to live department. You're you're more part. like an adventure, I'd say an adventure hunter mm. in this in these days this day and age than than I am. But I feel like we're both like <laughs> thrill seekers in a certain sense. Yeah. I even used to be athletic before you went to the Olympics. I would, I would like to say that you are the most athletic person in our relationship. Wow. That can't be true. It can be true. Can't and be. I feel like 
we should tell everyone what happened when we went to kick field goals. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? I thought you were going to say the Walmart story. No, we can tell that after. But basically, it was during COVID and NFL was like still happening. Right. It was during. COVID. Yeah. No, we were watching. We were watching. We were watching a Patriots game and he had missed like four field goals all from within 25 to 35 yards. But I think it was like more than just like one game. I think we had been watching Red Zone oh, or something. And it yeah. was just this Sunday that like all of the NFL kickers were um, missing. And Chris just says, I mean, I could make a 50 yard field goal. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I think it's hard. Like, I think it might actually be hard to make a 50-yard field goal. And he's like, no, 100%, I can make a 50-yard field goal. So then we, like, go to Walmart and buy a football. And Chris goes to and the – And a tee and, a, and one a tea, of those little, yeah, like, the, stands the, the, that holds So that it it's, up like, all professional, it. yeah. <laughs> and then Chris, like, goes into the garage and, like, brings out his high school sports bag or whatever, <laughs> college sports bag. Like – His lacrosse bag has been, like, untouched and, like, gets his cleats. Like, this is ridiculous. There we were. Glens Falls High School. So it's COVID. So Chris has his cleats on. I have the football. We have the football. We go over. We have to climb a fence to get into the football field because everything's closed because it's COVID. Warm up. Chris does, like, some calisthenics, which is a hilarious experience. And then starts kicking field goals. And I will say... He missed the first few, but then he started to make them and like did make a 50 yard field goal. But then (laughs) and then he's like celebrating and I'm like, yeah, cocky, got real cocky. He got cocky, (laughs) lined up like a 65 yard field goal and threw my hammy like hit the ground like a sack of potatoes. I was out. So funny. I was out for like three weeks. (laughs) He's like, he's like, oh, I'm so good. I'm going to try and from out here kicks and just like hits the ground and is like my hammy my hammy i pulled a hammy yeah it was awful it was awful <laughs> it was so funny though i'm sorry i mean your pain wasn't <laughs> funny it was just like a funny experience i don't stretch enough <laughs> yeah we actually did another uh athletic feat at glens falls high school during covid oh the beer mile i hope we don't get arrested but we <clears> did do a beer mile um, our friends, like whatever, it was COVID and our friends were like, we all want to do a beer mile and they did it. And then we were like, perfect. We live right next to a track. So a beer mile is when you drink a beer as fast as you can, run a lap around the track, drink another beer, run another lap around the track, drink another beer, run a lap around the track, four beers, four laps. So it's whatever. One mile. One mile. I don't even think Chris finished. He's I like did throwing too. up in the corner. I threw up three times. I threw up on lap number two, and then I threw up twice on lap number four, and I <laughs> cut lap number four in half. You did cut lap number. I well, won. I didn't even think you knew because I was behind you, and I, I saw you I'd just cut. Like cut across the field and get back on the other side. It was a hilarious experience, and then like we were just both drunk. Yeah, <laughs> because we drank four beers in ten minutes. So then and we it's like, like ghostly quiet. Yeah, like there's nobody on the street. It's like and we're noon just, on we're a just like Sunday. Messed up on the sidewalk. We did God. this. Yeah, we're like laying on the turf. We're not like, doing anything today, are we? We need yeah. to order a pizza. <laughs> sober up. Is that a stud finder you have there? <laughs> That's nice. I like that model. 
No, it tells you where the electrical I'm a stud is too. Finder. It's important. Hey, that was pretty good. You usually, you know, you don't come out with those all that much. Beep. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Do you want to tell the Walmart? This is the stud finder. If you're watching the video. <clears throat> I mean, I guess the Walmart beep. story kind of ties more back into beep, rowing. Beep. beep. <laughs> beep. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that the Walmart story ties into rowing? Yeah, but rowing? I feel like we need to like back up a little bit and like explain to people kind of like when we met, like whatever the timeline. <laughs> How we met? No, just like the timeline. Timeline. So we started dating in 2019. Mm. In like. In rowing, you get like a few weeks off at the end of the season. And I literally like met Chris during my like few weeks off. So I pretended that I was a regular person who did fun things and tricked him. <laughs> no, you held on for a while. Like maybe you held that summer. For, you yeah. held on for a while. And now you're always like, remember when we first met and you like stayed up past 8.30 p.m. and like <laughs> did fun things? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Mm. so yeah we had some good times we had some good times <laughs> and then and then we had been dating like a year and um i was in new jersey at a rowing camp when like the pandemic started and chris was like <laughs> We got to get out of New Jersey. Like, we're going to get COVID. We're, they're going to close the state border. You know, everyone was, like, freaking out. And he was actually visiting. Uh, I was dropping off a boat. You were dropping off our boats, yeah, because they yeah. said we had to row in singles. So we had to. he brought our boats down <laughs> to New Jersey for us. And I called the day before I left, and I said, they're going to shut the planet down on Monday. I don't think I need to bring the boats. And I, I was like, don't think I I was like you don't understand. This is Olympic selection. You need to bring the boats. It's critically important. And I was like, I don't think there's going to be an Olympics. And I was like, there's <laughs> going to be an Olympics. There's literally no way they would postpone it. I was wrong. Yeah. We had a crazy drive back from New Jersey that night. It was, it was like insane. It was wintertime. So there was... Or there was a snowstorm that night. and It was like a March snowstorm. So the whole drive from Newark, New Jersey to Glens Falls, New York, we did maybe max 45 miles an hour. And I bet we saw it. It was so insane. There were so many cars. Car accidents. Yeah. They were literally like, I've never seen so many cars on the side of the road. And it was really scary because you have to drive like right by New York City, which I feel like was like the epicenter of COVID. And we really knew nothing then. And I was like, I'm worried I'm going to get into an accident and then they're going to take me to like a New York City hospital because we were like right there. And I was doing the thing where you're like, it's winter, so you have the heat on in your car, but I was wearing my coat because I was worried I was going to get in an accident and then like the heat was – so you're just like really sweaty in your you're car. ready like, for an Gripping emergency. the like – yeah, gripping yeah. the steering wheel really tight. Um, but then we made it home. But then I, I had – we weren't living together at the time, but um, – I was like, oh, I'll just stay with you for a few, you know, the two weeks that COVID was supposed to be. <laughs> so, yeah, he hasn't kicked me out since then. That turned into three years. Three years of living yeah. together. I mean, we had talked about. Yeah, but like we weren't going to. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't on the docket. It wasn't on the docket. Um, so I mean, I wouldn't take it back now. No, things sometimes things work out. Yeah, thank God. That would have been really weird if it didn't. What a weird time that would have been at the Orville. What if we had like broken up and then just like had to live? I feel like I would well, have just moved out. I feel like we kind of all of a sudden lived together 
And oh, if it had been bad living together? Yeah, that can go one of two ways. Yeah, that's true. It was good, though. Yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> I enjoyed that time. <laughs> well, except that people were, like, dying all around the world. No, it was a very, very awful time. Yeah. But, I mean, personally, at our house. Things were not so bad. Things were not so bad. I did, in the end, give you COVID, though. Oh, my gosh. I had gone two and a half years just dodging it. And then you came home from Switzerland. Was, no, it was literally last summer, Henley, England. Or Henley. You can't, she came home the weekend before Dave Matthews plays at Saratoga. And if you are a Saratogian, you know how much fun a Dave Matthews concert is. And I was dead sick. And we had great tickets. And we couldn't go. I couldn't go. And it was... Devastating. It was devastating. When we first met, I literally thought there was like a 0% chance that I was going to go to the Olympics. Like we met in 2019 and I feel like I had had, I don't know, like a somewhat good rowing career. And I was kind of on the bubble of like making it in 2020. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to row this one more year and then I'm going to be done. But like, and I'm just going to give it a last good go. But, you know, then I'm going to be done. And that really mm -hmm. didn't happen. But you like really always believed, which probably just means that you believe in me because I don't think you really actually knew much about rowing. No, none of my belief was based on any knowledge of rowing or technical, you know, strokes. <laughs> my, my belief was solely just from you and just seeing how much it mattered. And I don't know. I mean, something matters that much to me. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But it was almost like interesting. I feel like you were the person that like was the least surprised that I like made it to the Olympics. Well, that's just another part of dating an athlete. Yeah. You have to believe because they're not always going to believe. So you can always believe. Yeah. Because you're not believing in anything but the person and none of the other technical stuff even comes into your brain because you don't know anything about it. <laughs> I guess that's true. I know a lot of like rowers date other rowers mm -hmm. and i feel like what are your thoughts on that well what are your thoughts on that <laughs> well i feel like it would be i don't know like it's all we can do to have like everyone 100 on team christy like i feel like it i feel like i like lean on you so much sometimes and like you're just like you know, you get it like when I like get closed off before races or I don't know, like anything that happens with rowing, you're just like 100% like on team me. And I feel like if you were also racing, you couldn't be 100% on team me because you'd have to be on team you. Mm. So I don't know if I'm <clears throat> just like a needy person. <laughs> well, I don't I don't I guess I've never really felt like in in relationships <laughs> that it's that important to be able, it's more important to be able to understand that it is to relate. Like I can't relate to your day-to-day, -day, mm -hmm. but I can understand just like you can't relate to my day-to-day, -day, but you can understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So. Uh, That's true. So there's a whole bunch of that going on. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You can You can support one another without having to be able to, you know, yeah. I mean, imagine if we had the same exact day. That'd be weird. 
we'd probably talk about like how much we squatted today. I know that or would what be our weird. Like it'd splits be, were. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, that I don't. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> but I also give a lot of credit to couples that like work to get like if they I don't know like two man work show they just spend all day every day together. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to more time together. I think we could, you know, add a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I understand that you got to go to Italy next week, but that's what's no, up. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we don't. We don't get to spend very much time together, which is sad. It's hard because I'm gone a lot. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's true, right? No, it like, definitely is it's true. It's really hard. I mean, we talk every day, but. Yeah, but it's really hard. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we learned a ton from like the last Olympic cycle about, you know, things we wanted to do differently for this cycle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have like made some changes. Oh, definitely. And and I mean, the way that I think about it, it's different from the first time for sure. Like, yeah. I mean, those chunks of time, like two weeks before a big race, you know, you're locked in and and everyone around you is locked in. So like, you know, I've always thought that, you know, you're kind of in any particular moment, you are kind of the sum of your peers. You know, the average yeah. of the people around you is kind of where you're at. And if everyone around you is locked in, then, you know, I don't take that personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just know that we're in that chunk of time and, and you know, it won't be that way on the back end of it, but yeah, it just is, you know. But I think that like I learned, like I don't think I realized how like insular I got, you know, like right before Tokyo. And I think then like hearing, you know, like how, what do you call it? The bubble? The bubble. <laughs> How, like, in the bubble I was, you know. I mean, I am a little needy, so. <laughs> I don't think you're that needy. All right. I think, That's good. I mean, I think if you're choosing to, like, share your life with someone, then them recognizing that you exist is probably a pretty standard. Uh, Reminding them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's definitely part of it. I mean, that can be you know, in the bubble before a big race, or that can be even, you know, when you come home after a big race, Yeah. you know, whether it went the way you wanted to or whether it didn't, that adrenaline and that, that you know, that mindset that you've had for the last two months leading up to it doesn't, you're, doesn't go away, yeah. you know, as soon as you walk in the front door. No, I think that's been a really hard thing for us to like work through because sometimes like right now we only have like one week, right? Yeah, we um, have we have six days. Six days. And it's <laughs> like, okay, well, you want to make the most of it. But when you've been apart from each other for a while, it's hard to just like fit right back into the rhythm. Like normally it takes us like a week to find our rhythm. Mm-hmm. And we don't even have a week this time. So how do you, th- how do you think we've been doing? I think actually we've done like a pretty good job. This week? Or? Yeah, this week. Yeah, I feel the rhythm. You feel the rhythm? Yeah. I feel the rhyme. Yeah. Do you know what movie I'm referencing? Yeah, now you're getting weird in these waters. <laughs> Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Feel the rhythm. Yes. Feel the rhyme. 
Jamaica, it's bobsled time. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. This so. guy, I don't know who is like this random person we saw um like when we were in California. Oh, it was our Uber driver. And he was like, we said, oh, we're training for the Olympics. And he was like, oh, have you seen Cool Runnings? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> a million times. I mean, yeah, obviously I've seen Cool Runnings. But like. Every year at Christmas. I'm glad that when people think of the Olympics, they think of Cool Runnings. When I at think Christmas, Olympics, you watch Cool Runnings at Christmas? Oh, yeah. It's always on TNT. <laughs> okay. We have cable now. Hmm. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> you want to talk about Ted Lasso? We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Um, I didn't let you tell the Walmart story. You can tell it now if you want. Okay. Because I feel like that fits with me coming home. This does fit with you coming home. We segued our way there. Yeah. There can be there can be a little rage coming back from a race that did not go the way you wanted it to go. Because I do. I think sometimes you keep reliving it. Like every time you oh, close yeah. your eyes, you're you can. Oh yeah, it. it's horrible. And. <laughs> we're in Walmart. And well, no. For, I had made my declaration before we even oh, went to Walmart. Christy made a declaration that she's going to be a professional longboarder. I don't think I used the word professional. After rowing. So we went to Walmart and bought a longboard. And uh, This was like three days after I got home from Japan. And you were pissed. I was a little bit upset. You were pissed. Still. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were locked out pissed for a solid two weeks. At least two weeks. First, I had like a bit of a meltdown at my friend. So I literally flew home from Japan and went to one of my best friend's weddings like the next day, which was amazing that I was able to go to it. But I made it actually. I like crushed that wedding, right? That was a miracle. Oh, yeah. You did a great and job. And then I like I hadn't been drinking because I was kind of like, oh, if I if I have a drink, I'm just going to fall asleep because I've been up for like, mm -hmm. I don't know, 50 hours or something like that. But I like DD'd everyone. But anyways, we were at the like brunch. You know, they have the brunch on the Sunday. Chris actually hates those brunches. Fun Nobody should about. do a brunch after yeah, the wedding. When we get married, there's not everyone's be too a brunch. hungover. Sorry. I <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if you had a really Look good Look at like a breakfast burrito to go. Like if you had a really good time at a wedding, there's no way you want to go to that brunch. Yeah. There's no way. But we were at this brunch and I just kind of like had a meltdown. <laughs> And like, then my friend's boyfriend was like trying to talk to me and I was just like, and kind of like, I don't know, I feel like he's being a little judgy. And I was like, dude. Oh, during that chunk of time, you thought everybody was being a little judgy. I don't know how judgy he was actually being. He probably wasn't being judgy at all. The fact that, that you hadn't really left Tokyo yet. You were home. But, but you I wasn't home, yeah. Yeah, you were home, but not home. But um, anyways, then we're at Walmart. So yeah, and then we're at Walmart and Christy gets on, puts the, grabs a longboard off shelf, puts it on the floor and stands on it and wipes out, like completely wipes out, hits the ground, hits the shelf, you know, knocks a bunch of things over and I go to help her up and just get snapped at, just like, I'm like, don't, I don't touch need your me. Help. And that, I mean, that the the short fuse after a race, yeah, that didn't go the way you wanted it to go, is, uh, you know, you, you don't, you try not to take it personally, but it's oh, also, it's not personal. It's also like you you haven't seen this person in a long time, and <laughs> you want to have fun, but you you're you're just not there yet because she's really not home yet. <laughs> Yeah. 
I feel like the interesting how thing- How is she doing? <laughs> is that everyone asks Chris how I'm doing and asks, like they don't want to ask me how I'm doing. So they ask Chris. Well, you don't like that question. What do you say? <clears throat> well, it depends on how you're doing. Oh, you tell the truth? <laughs> yeah. I, you're not just I like mean, blanket, like, oh, everything's fine, because that's no, what I say. No, I, my, no one in my family is good at that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you like to lay it out, all out. Well, I mean, if they ask me if you're in a bad mood, and I say you're not in a bad mood, and then they approach you like you're in a good mood, then I've just like thrown them into the fire. <laughs> so I might as well just tell them. Yeah. I do think it's funny though, because people don't usually ask me how you're doing. Because <laughs> you just tell them. I guess. I have an one open of those, book. I have one of those written on your face emotions. It's all right here. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And you just share your sharer. I think that's a good thing. I think that you, I think your ability to share has made me share more. That's nice. I feel like in some ways you've inspired this <clears throat> podcast. I, I, I mean, from, from, could Christy you imagine Wagner, me in 2019 from, doing from this? Chrissy Wagner four years ago, who would not talk about the Olympics, would not talk about rowing, would not, talk about a race you just was a complete closed book when it came to rowing and we had to have like a come to jesus like hey if we're gonna date you were like you i have like, to be on the team you gotta like tell me about your day <laughs> you were like i gotta be on the team yeah. i gotta be on the team the dinner time talk of me splurring on about my work day which i mean i'm an architect so the majority of my work happens in a chair uh Hey, exciting things happen at your work. No, exciting things happen for sure. But I definitely would say that you are much more open now. And for you to be doing this podcast and sharing intimate details about the whole process with strangers is like a huge step from yeah. where we were four years ago. So yeah, I'm working on it. No, I think it's good. You can't be all bottled up like that. No. Yeah. Yeah, you'll burst. Gives me acne. <laughs> That's like, I think one of the worst things about rowing. I feel like it's, I have adult acne because of it. It's horrible. You're beautiful. Thank you. But I would love for the pimples to go away. Mm -hmm. Some questions that have come in on Instagram, which I know you're not on Instagram, but um, yeah. What do we got? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Line it up. All right. Do you get to travel with Christy a lot? So not that much rowing unfortunately rowing is not one of those sports where you get paid millions of dollars to fly your family to every game so although christy's trip is free mine is not and the whole working and regular life means that maybe you get two weeks off a year and my philosophy on this well, we have a dog too and know? we have a dog um but like, you you get two weeks off. You you want to use them, and it's not that going to a race is not something that I want don't want to do. It's just it's not a vacation because you're basically on vacation by yourself because you're in the bubble, mm -hmm. and I'm in this beautiful place wherever it may be. But I'm 
not on vacation with you. And if I've got two weeks a year, I, I'd rather take one of those or both of them and do it in one of those golden periods when yeah. you can actually take time off of rowing. Yeah. And like, let's be honest, watching rowing is not. Oh, I love watching it. I mean, I I I love. Well, you watch it on the TV. On well, TV, love, you know, Head of the Charles is awesome. I love it when I can like hang out with your family at a race and yeah. you know, be with them and and obviously being there to see you do the thing is uh, is exciting. It is, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, I I still really like those four a.m. our time races that I get to watch in bed on my cell phone with the dog. <laughs> I mean, well, we're about to go to Europe, so it's about yeah, to happen. Yeah, those aren't bad. I like those. Um, so the follow-up <coughs> to that question is, how do you stay connected with all the traveling? So I feel like we were talking about that a little bit, but I think it's a really good question because I'm on the road like almost half the year. Yeah. Well, I feel like we talk every day, but it's not, I would say it's not just like talking every day. It's it's like really sift through the, the bullshit yeah. like quickly. Yeah. You know, it's not like a fluff, you know, let's make up 20 minutes of conversation so we could say we did it today. Yeah. It's like, and I feel like when we don't have anything to talk <clears throat> about or if we're both like really tired, we'll you just, just get off like, the phone. Yeah. Yeah. We don't just like sit there to yeah. say that we did it, like check a thing off the box um, or box off, whatever. Check a thing off the box. Yeah. It's not really the same. <laughs> um. And we've had conversations, you know, like you were like, hey, calling me right before you go to bed sucks because you're tired and you don't want to do it. You don't want to talk like. So I was like, oh, well, that's like, my bad. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. true. I mean, I feel like you have to we have to say the thing, you know, like, well, I think it was also kind of important to establish like, hey, like, you know, my day to day, you know, yeah. you know you know what I'm doing. I'm working. Yeah. You know, you know that you can call me anytime. You know that I'll probably pick up if I'm not in a meeting with somebody. So, you know, taking the ball as far as like, hey, I'm going to call you at this time, yeah. you know, and, and like committing to it, committing to it. Like you said, I'm going to be to dinner at five. Yeah. You know, when you when during those times when the phone is like what you have. Yeah. You know, I, I we personally treat it like you know, you showed up late to dinner. Yeah. If if you said you were going to call at this time and didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's hard. Like at camps, <clears throat> it's hard because um, you're sometimes sharing a room with people, like oh, finding yeah. a place. Alone. You're never alone. You're like, never alone. Um, you're never alone. And the way that they like kind of plan your days, it can just be, it can be a challenge and we'll deal with like time changes and stuff. And it's funny because I actually think that some of the like two and three hour time changes are harder than the like six hour time change. Yeah. Just cause we're, you're, it's close <clears throat> enough, but. Um. Well, I feel like the never alone part, like that's why it's, I mean, I I haven't met any of your, you know, rowing teammates or friends that I haven't liked. So I, I do like, I don't know. I guess I, I do like hearing about their day too. Like you're yeah, in the Yeah, we'll just room. Like, like put it on wanna, speaker. Like, I, Well, I want to feel like, you know, I, I know that you guys are never alone. So, you know, I want I want whoever you're with to feel comfortable with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just so no, that it's it's yeah. easier for you to say, hey, I'm going to pick up the phone and call Chris. And everybody in the room doesn't look at you like, oh, shit. <laughs> no. Are you allowed to swear? 
I don't think we've had any swearing on the podcast. It's really hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, but everyone like loves Chris. He's like, yeah, team, team sport, team boyfriend. Mm. I mean, no, they can't have you. Wow. I feel like people do. I love to watch you duke it out. (laughs) But. The thing is, Chris is basically like a stand-up comedian. He's like a funny man, especially when he's got like a little audience. So I thought you were gonna say a little buzz. Or a little buzz. <laughs> you definitely also very fidgety right now. It's okay. Okay, we have one more question so far. Oh, what's your advice to stay mentally strong? Me? Yeah. Go do something fun every day. Live your life to the fullest. At least for an hour a day, do something that you just think is awesome. That would be my trick. That's how you're mentally strong. And get yourself a dog stat. So this week, I had an Ask Christy Anything with my producer, Christine O'Donnell. I have kind of a tough one. Ask us. Are you sure? We won that game. Oh, yeah. We won the newlywed game. Oh. But we're not getting married. I mean, maybe one day. Is there ever any like time, body clock, societal norms, expectations when it comes to being in a relationship for a certain amount of time that you feel like you're up against? Is that a challenge in your relationship? In the other three years? Yeah. Seems to be more for you than it is for me. (laughs) Well, I think that we had both kind of thought that I was going to stop rowing after the last Olympic cycle. And I think that we both kind of thought we were going to get engaged and married after that. I feel like we're very secure in our relationship. But... In talking to Chris, like he kind of voiced, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like when, when, and if whatever we do get engaged and married, like we really want to spend that time together and I'm not traveling all the time. And that can be like a really great time, you know, in our lives. And so kind of overlaying it with, I think the words were, I kind of envisioned being engaged, you know, being with each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, you know, nothing, it doesn't change how I feel about you. It exactly. Change anything. I think that's the biggest thing for us. Like, I'm like, we already, you know, we, whatever, we live together, we're in a secure relationship. I just want to say we don't fight. Like, we get, we fight. Um, we get in arguments, you know, and, and like, it's really hard. Like, my, this is really hard. It's really hard. For Chris, it's really hard for me. Like, I'm gone a lot and I have, you know, there's a lot of stress and everything, but I feel like the secureness of our relationship, like, shouldn't be defined by what, like, our ring fingers look like. I know married couples that are way less happy than we are. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) Chris's friend. No, I don't even know who you're talking about. but, But yeah, like, I don't know. And, um, but it is hard because we're both like 30, you know, and I think, well, 
Chris's sister has kids, so his parents, I think, are a little less yeah, grandchild less, crazed. Um, they have grandkids. They have grandkids. So, but my <coughs> parents don't. But my brother is getting married, so really, everyone else has uh, stepped up for us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think it can be hard sometimes because like most of our friends are married and have kids, so we are in somewhat of a different like life stage but we also see that our friends who are married and have kids like babies can't really do anything so we're just trying to like relish our time (laughs) yeah right chris really wants one of those backpack baby hiking things though i think it would be hard to row your boat fast with a baby bump i did well i said something about having a baby and chris was like well what would you do with the baby and i was like you could stay home with the baby and See, he was like, and that's the, I'm a hard out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, I'm going to go try to win a medal. Take this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I understand that there has to be an element of selfishness to achieving the goal that you're trying to achieve. But in my head, that takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. Like when I. I mean, there are women that have children and then. But if rowing for some reason feels different, like, and there are women in other countries doing it. I don't know if there's really been any U.S. women that have done it. Um, But it would be a huge expectation of your partner because when we travel, like, I don't know where I would put a baby. I don't know where I would put Chris. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we grew up in very similar families, so our our outlook on kind of what we have always envisioned that time looking like is similar. Yeah, in except this, I don't want to live in a cul-de-sac. My parents don't live in a cul-de-sac. They live in a neighborhood. It's great. You can play street hockey. It's awesome. We'll let you know about the <laughs> cul-de-sac thing. Get back to you on the babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So I don't know. Is there anything you want to leave the people with? How should we wrap this up? What's a what's a takeaway you want people to have from this episode? Um, Give me some. So Chris likes to send me post or pre-race inspiration. Oh my gosh. You want me to throw out a Michael Jordan quote right now? I think it'd be fitting. I was going to say you can't go wrong with passionate people, but. <laughs> what was the, uh, I think we should end with the Shaq quote. Do you remember that one? No. Did you save it? I was somewhere, can't remember where, um, I was in Colorado, and rowing camps can get a little hard, and, and Chris sent me this text, he was like, I've been watching the Shaq TV show, Shaq has a docu-series, and he said, like, it never hurts to be nice. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, honestly, it like changed my camp, like I was like, yeah, it never hurts to be nice, like, like. I'd rather be nice. Chris is just, I don't know, puts the team on his back. He sends me Michael Jordan quotes before <laughs> my races. I love it. It never hurts to be nice. Never hurts to be nice. Can't get too wrapped up in your own stuff. Everybody's got stuff. Can't go wrong with passionate people. Can't go wrong with passionate people. Even if you only see them six months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little clammy. I'm so clammy. I'm top down sweaty. (laughs) All right. And that's a wrap. (laughs) 
Coming up next week, I have a conversation with Winter Olympian and professional cross-country skier, Julia Kern. And Julia and I grew up in towns that were next to each other outside of Boston, but our paths never crossed. I uh, found her on Instagram. I was a fan and I reached out to her and asked her if she would come on the podcast and she said yes. So we met virtually and yeah, we had a really fun conversation. It was cool to hear about cross-country skiing and kind of the path to the Winter Olympics and it was fun. Like some things are really different between cross-country skiing and rowing and some things are pretty similar. So I don't know. It was really cool to hear like how similar some of the things were and certain things she said like really resonated with me. And I I just thought that was a really cool thing, a really cool moment to share. Um, But she's awesome. She's a total badass. I was super impressed with her and she's been killing it. Um, I don't know if you would still crawl cross country ski slopes, slopes on the track, on the slopes. I don't know. I'm a cross country ski novice. Perhaps she would rather me be calling it Nordic skiing. Again, I apologize for my naivete in this area. But it was a great conversation. Super fun. If you are a Winter Olympics fan, tune in and hear Julia and all of the amazing things that she had to say. And to close the show, I have a great quote for everyone this week. It is from the amazing show, Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched it, Apple TV, it's such a good show. It's just chock full of amazingness. (laughs) The third season, the finale of the whole show just happened. But I think this, this quote's from season one. So taking on a challenge is like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. So thanks and see you next week. Bye. I'd love to hear from you. So send us a topic suggestion, or if you'd like to submit a question for our Ask Christy Anything segment, head to our website, theother3years.com.